is for perception, and C is for Cosmopunk. Vesk Don't Wear Ties, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm Cypher, and I play Ryder, the Leica 7's resident Yosaki operative and pilot. They told Ryder she could be anything she wanted to be, so she became a Where's Wally book, filled with blades. Hello, I'm Ty, and I play Radar, a Yamalton commando. His main interests are guns and violence, and uh, that's about it really. He's not that deep. Hi, I'm Pan, and I play the android kobold mage Baphomet, captain of the Lyca 7, and currently missing on the trail of a mysterious message. And I'm RJ. I normally play the ship's Vesk mechanic V, but I don't have to think of an intro for them this time, because I'm the GM. Yay! The adventure continues. After sleeping off their respective hangovers, and an indeterminate period of alcohol-induced blindness, Ryder and Radar regroup and make arrangements to meet V's sister-in-law, Corsa. After meeting up at an abandoned building on the outskirts of Conqueror's Forge's civilian deck, the team collects some blank security cards and expands their map of the Vescarium, revealing the central database area they'll need to access to change their Vesk records. Corsa also warns them about Fraction, the Vesk head archivist and guardian of the database. After leaving Corsa, Ryder and Raid are set to work building a device that will allow them to use the blank security cards Corsa gave them to sneak onto the massive space station's transit system and infiltrate the Vesk database. Then, Ryder tries to chat up the hostel barmaid Cinder. Again. Episode 4. The World's Your Oyster Card. Day 3 aboard the Conqueror's Forge. Mm. Uh, neither of you wake up blind. Progress. Yay! Hooray. <laughs> what do you do? It is the morning again. So yeah, Ryder's going to wake up a little grumpy um, after what happened previous night. She'll put the uh, the TV onto the news channel, like while she's in the shower, and just listen to it, see what's going on. Okay, so there's, there's the odd news stories. There's uh, discussion about uh, a new like Vesk weather engineering device that they've obtained and they're playing with. Uh, there's like politics shows. When, whenever the news comes on, there's uh, there's still discussion about the attack that happened out on the uh, the further reach of the Vescarium. They're keeping. The details about what was attacked pretty close to their chest is only ever referred to as a military installation. There's not much detail given about who it was that attacked it either, but they're just uh, talking about ongoing inquiries as a, a vesk on scene, showing uh, photos of the burnt out wreck of this ship. You can roll to see if you can recognise... Well, I mean, she's not even seeing this. She's, like, uh, in the shower, so there won't be much uh, visual. Oh, OK. So in that case, yeah, you don't, you don't know anything about it. Unless there's a TV screen, like, in the shower, in our room. Depends how fancy this room is. Holographic news, direct to your private places. Get out of my private places, news. Some people do have screens in their, their toilets and their bathrooms, but... But, I mean, how futuristic is this hotel? This isn't that kind of hotel, so... No, okay. Yeah, you don't know anything about this attack. That's fine. But you can hear them talking about it, like, muffled through the running water. They're just discussing about possible motives and things like that. That's fine. Well, she's probably got, like, soap in her eyes or something while this is happening. She she doesn't hear it. Radar, what are you up to? Radar will have woken up, showered, mm -hmm. uh, probably mm -hmm. put the news on. Okay. 
I guess, yeah, you can roll me your own uh, intelligence if you want to try and see if you can identify the ship. 17 total. Total? Ooh. Uh, it that's, looks... That's good for intelligence. It's good for intelligence. You're looking at the burned-out remains of a spaceship. There's not much of it left. So it'd be like uh, seeing a quarter of a car and thinking, I know that car. <laughs> but... The spaceship looks familiar to you. You can't quite uh, place it, but you get the feeling that, that some some aspects of the design just seem slightly familiar to you in the back of your memory. How big was it? Take a Leica and add a Leica to it. Two Leicas. Yeah. Was it the White Ladder ship that got away mm, with the... No. Sorry. Your princess <laughs> is in another castle. <laughs> was it one of those pirate vessels that we encountered in the drift? Nope. Is it an Atlantic weapon? <laughs> He's vessel? just going to... He's going to guess every single ship. Just going to listen. Radar's running through every ship he knows in his head to see if he can figure it out. <clears throat> you can figure it out. You can roll better than 17. Okay, give me another roll. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can, you can have another roll if you've got your, your data pad with you. You can start uh, going into the Vescarium or space equivalent of Google Images. Yeah, 19. He's, he's literally just going to be doing this until Ryder comes to collect him. Okay, 90 isn't much better, but you've definitely seen a, a similar spaceship of this design or like it before. You have a vague feeling that uh, it might have something to do with human design, like... Terran. Designed by a species that's humanoid size, let's say. Whoever was occupying this ship, all the, the doorways, what's left of them that you can see, and portholes that you can see, they're about the right size and height for human type to be using. Mm. That's weird. But the main problem you've got is that all the markings have been burned off the hull at this point from the explosion. And Yeah, and then the news cameras probably just aren't showing the bits that Radar wants to see that would help him identify it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is uh, there's huge screens covering part of uh, this ship now while the, the Vesk investiga investigators? Investigators. <laughs> Vesk investigators is a hard phrase. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the investigators are... Uh... Investigators? Because they're lizards. Oh, God. Yeah, puns. Hey, signs out. <laughs> That's it. But... We did it, Ryder. We won the campaign. Yay! <laughs> default, default. Default, default. <laughs> Not getting away that easily. You have shit to nick. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so something in the back of your mind is just saying, I'm sure I've seen ships of that design before, but I just can't remember... What about it seems familiar? That's so weird. Does it look like a Leica? No, it doesn't look like a Leica. It's a, a bit more oppressive than that. <laughs> oh, really? Oppressive Leica. Definitely not a Vesk ship. Strelka. <laughs> yeah, Strelka. Yeah. Anyway, Ryder, come pick him up before he guesses every single spaceship I've ever <laughs> any campaign ever. Okay, yeah, at that point you hear a, a quick, sharp knock at the door. Is it the Word one up. from... The, what? What? Right up. Come what? On, you up? You yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm dressed. You can come in. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Ryder um, walks in. What's up? Why did it sound like you had a clam in your mouth while you were doing that? Shit, I was trying to do the thing where the, you're like behind a door, but I forgot we do that in post now. Oh, <laughs> no, well. I, I like the idea I that just, she has you... a clam in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. She walks in with a clam in her mouth. Where did you get that? She doesn't know. Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, she got room service breakfast um, ordered up to her room today. I'll allow it. Add one clam to your inventory. Hooray. This oh, thing is going to become absolutely clutched to future plans now. You do realise this, Gio. I'm going to be in like the final yeah. boss battle and I'm just going to like jam it in the, the boss's eye or something. Yeah. 
no, we've got to close the fucking airlocks and we need something to bridge two cables, but we're roughly one clam short of distance. <laughs> if only I had some sort of clam-shaped object. I mean, Eureka! <laughs> yes. I've got it written down now. Rider, one clam. <laughs> Don't let me down. Fine. That's on my character sheet. I'll forget about it and then it will go off and then I'll be very stinky. <clears throat> um, but yeah, right. she sort of... She comes in. She has spent a bit more time sort of gussying herself up uh, today. Try and make herself look a bit more professional, Ooh. shall we say. Go Looking on. very suave. Professional mm. rider. Is this the same professional outfit that you were modelling earlier? No, 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 this is the same outfit. Um, this is going to be her um, arms dealer outfit, because by the end of the day, hopefully, they should be able to walk around as their new personas. Mm. I hope so. I'd really like to. Yep. But we shall see. Well, you know what you have to do. Right, Radar. Have you had breakfast yet? Yes. Um, Radar is fully dressed, presented in his um, Edward v- Edmund, Edward Voss um, Edward Voss. Persona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know what we're going to do today? You know the plan? If I recall correctly, the plan is for you to go invisible and steal some identities. Yes. Uh, try and copy them onto um, cards if possible. Try and get into the highest level clearance we possibly can and sneak the rest from there. But yeah. First step, we need to go down to one of the metro stations. What 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 sort of time is it now, GM? It's still early morning, so if you wanted to catch the rush hour peak, you've got maybe an hour or so of it left before the traffic will start tailing off. Right, okay. Um, yeah, are you ready to go, Radar? You got your scanner thing? Yeah, here, here it is, and he hands it to Ryder. Did you charge it? Yes, because fuck you, GM. <laughs> <laughs> I was remembering that you'd use one charge out of it, and I was completely ready to uh, fuck you over with the uh, number of charges. It's been reset, so it hasn't even yeah. got an ID stored on it currently. Jolly good. And yeah, Ryder's going to uh, head down to the lobby and uh, wait for Radar, constantly checking him, checking her watch, like tapping her foot, that sort of thing. <laughs> Radar is going as fast as humanly possible. Don't go as fast as humanly possible, go as fast as you moltenly possible. Yes. Yes. Coyotely possible. And yeah, when you're ready. Uh, okay, you are ready. Yes, we're ready. Okay. Mm, um, I, got, I got you. Um, I got you some noodles to go. Breakfast noodles. Uh, that, that's fine. I'm not hungry. I've had breakfast. Right, come oh, on. Let's okay. go to the ball for me. Let's, let's go to the hmm? metro station. Come on, quick. Uh, we're, we're going. <laughs> okay. Radar's yeah, got longer legs light. than Ryder, so he's sort of loping after. Her. <laughs> oh, but Ryder's faster. Is she? <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, she is. Oh shit! It's yeah. like uh, cats have short legs, but they can run really fast. So yes, otters have short legs, but they can skitter really quickly. But her, that means her little legs are like as she goes. Powerful hips, <laughs> man. It's not fat; it's power. Yeah. <laughs> she goes waddling. Yeah. She should wiggle. Yeah, she's gonna um, waddle as speedily possible down to the uh, <laughs> the tube station and uh, scope out the joint. Yep. Okay. So. What, you're just, uh, just going to stand in a corner and just keep track of what's going on? Yeah, um, she's going to sort of indicate to uh, to Radar. Hey, Radar. Hmm? Go and stand in the other corner. Um, give me a signal if you spot anyone that looks uh, like they've got high clearance. Uh, we need as many eyes out as possible. Right out. Uh, radar yeah. heads to the corner and then immediately diverts to a nearby street vendor to buy a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, they don't do newspapers here, but what they do do is, if you present them your data pad, they will upload you the day stories to it. Oh, what's a, does, what's a newspaper? Radar does that. My fellow Zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Congress Forge is 
essentially a mostly closed ecosystem. So the amount of effort it will take to grow trees on the base and then chop them down and then pulp them into paper and then print words on them. Yes, just for I someone get it. to read them a single time and then bin them and then have to go through all the recycling to turn it back into something usable again. Very wasteful. Yeah. Looking at you, Rupert Murdoch. Just wanted to just wanted to look at people over the top of my newspaper. Well, you're gonna have to look at them over the top of your data pad instead, because that's not how they do. Oh. <laughs> Radar trying to do sneaky otter shit. <laughs> I just wanted to be done with the kids. <laughs> modern problems require modern solutions. They do. Modern problems require modern solutions. Okay, but I don't see how a trebuchet is going to help you. There's a it's not many things a trebuchet can't fix. Mm. Especially mm. catapulted yourself over the gate. No. No. no, no problem. Mm. I will apply trebuchet to it. Right. Anyway, you're both doing your best spycraft at the moment. He's trying to get eyes on the cards as they're being scanned in by various risks. Well, first things first, Ryder is going to go invisible. Or, for the better part of invisible, so he's going to do a stealth roll. I'd, uh, I'd get out of line of sight of everyone first, rather than just in the middle of the, <laughs> just, the just, plaza. Just, just disappears in plain yeah. view. <laughs> like um, Frodo catching the ring on his uh, middle yeah. finger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otter? Notter. <laughs> Not her. Well, no, she, yeah, she'll go and like stand in the corner behind the vending machine and just boop out of existence. Okay. Fifteen on the dice plus twenty-one for stealth. Fifteen plus twenty-one is enough. Yeah, I don't know why I bothered adding it up. Yes. Plenty. In fact, you know what? Let's pick three random vesk out of the crowd, and one of them might have been looking your vague direction. Okay. He sees nothing. <laughs> okay. Neither does his girlfriend. Okay, yep, you're good. Great. Incidentally, that was two rolls of 12, which rarely happens for me. Huh. So yes, you uh, you slink behind <laughs> this uh, this news vendor stand and do a sneaky little check to make sure no one's looking at you, and then... Become missed. You become yeah. very difficult to identify. However, I will still be rolling for people that you come into very close proximity to. That's cool. What was your stealth roll? Uh, fi 15 plus 21. It's 36! <laughs> and, and that's not my highest stealth roll I've ever done either. Like I said, it is, she is very hard to look at right now. That's why um, uh, Rudder didn't have any luck with Cinder, because she's so used to being invisible that she doesn't <laughs> have much in the way of charisma. That, and uh, what is the full extent of your stealth abilities? Does it make you inaudible as well? or uh... Yes, inaudible. For the better part, invisible. It's just... Um, I'd say imperceptible, so not completely invisible. Okay, so generally like, imperceptible. Yeah, like she's good at blending in um, in plain view, sort of thing. She's had a lot right. of uh, a lot of operative training to do so, and she came out top of her class. But yeah, with that role, uh, she's going to try and spot someone who looks official. We decided that uh, purple with a, a gold banner was um, quite high ranking. Uh, you decided that, yes. Yes, I decided that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so give me perception rolls for the pair of you, I guess, because you're helping as well. Well, yeah, the idea is that Radar helps as well and yeah. spots someone like mm -hmm. that. Radar will be leaning against a wall, um, ostensibly looking at a data pad, while also trying to keep one out for people with fancy markers, but also reading as much as he can about this fucking attack. Okay, well, P is for perception! Uh, yeah, time to roll some perceptions. Ooh, 18 plus uh, 15 for perception. 
Okay, that's pretty decent. You've got yourself positioned in a way that you've got a fairly decent, even from your low down vantage point, line of sight up to the reader. I'm wondering if she would have climbed up on top of a vending machine and just be like peering down at people whilst being imperceptible. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the reader's near some vending machines, maybe uh, like 10 or 15 meters away. So if you were to climb up there mm. with an acrobatics roll, then. Okay, acrobatics. My other good stat. Okay, 12 plus 19. Yeah, with 31, that silently, effortlessly scurry up onto this vending machine. You're now a good, like, three or four meters off the ground. Now then, who shall I be? Yeah, there is a steady stream of Vesk entering the terminal. So you've got... Uh, each one is tapping in, and you can see that uh, as their card taps in, the reader sort of has a, a greenish backlight to it that uh, indicates they've been authorised. Are you just looking out for a specific colour of card, or are you just uh, keeping track of every single one that goes in and going to pick one that looks reasonable? Going to keep track of every single one that goes in and just um, go for one that looks reasonable, like uh, a Vesk that is looking official, wearing fancy clothes, um, is uh, has a sort of air of prestige to them, sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, see, from what you can see, the majority of the ones that are tapping in at these sector seem to be uh, red cards, blue cards, lots of green cards actually as well. You see one black card as well has gone through already. Ooh, uh, can I make an intelligence roll to see if I can remember what sector the administration building's colour was on the map that we looked at? Yeah, give me a roll for intelligence. Intelligence, okay. Intelligence. Uh, 14 plus 2... 16. 16. You're pretty sure that uh, the Department of Mind, from seeing Corsa's card and just from uh, keeping track of the previous time you're watching people enter, they're mainly green. Okay. Um, in that case, we're just going to have a look in the crowd for someone who has a green card who is about to scan. Yep, it takes, like four or five minutes, you're seeing people go through, there's uh, there's reds and purples occasionally, lots of blue. Uh, you see one person that goes through before you have a chance has got another black card with a gold stripe. Okay. And they're a particularly, like, scary looking Vesk. Scary, huh? Like, you know the Vesk uh, that they put on the front of the actual Starfinder books? The one that's got a Doshko and... Oh, like, the, the mercenary-looking Vesk, yeah. The one that looks like they eat children. Yes. There, there's one Vesk who looks like that. That kind of build, that kind of attitude. Like, even other Vesk give that person a slightly wider berth. Okay. Uh, they're wearing uh, a black suit with a black tie as well. Okay, so black card gold stripe is probably um, some sort of military or mercantile occupation. That would be a pretty safe bet. Okay. Whatever they are, it's something... Something to be feared. Something to be feared. Okay. But, after a little bit of people-watching time, you can see there is a Vesk approaching with a green card. Okay, Ryder's going to get ready. They've got this one strapped to their hip on one of those lanyards that you pull away that snaps back. They're not actually that tall for a Vesk either. They're only uh, six and a bit feet. Fairly well-built. They've got a, a slightly disheveled shirt and tie on, they're wearing a pair of like big round rimmed glasses that uh, occasionally they have to be pushing up their nose because glasses, Aww. how do they work? Yeah, <laughs> how do they work on creatures that have no ears? They look like they're in a bit of a hurry as well. 
Ah, perfect target. A fool in a hurry. We've got a big... Oh, you don't be mean to them. Well, it's it's a it's a common phrase. A fool in a hurry. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Blue. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Ryder's going to like target this person. Um, she's going to hop down off of the uh, vending machine she's on. Sneak through people's legs, sort of like snake along the floor. Target the card machine he's going towards and slip her reader right up to the scanning device, like in between his card, like where he's going to place it and the reader itself, and get a copy onto a blank card. So in order, okay. I get acrobatics roll to slink down off your the perch. Sure. A dex roll to get through the crowd without bumping into anyone, because remember you are less than half a meter tall, and you're weaving basically between people's feet like some kind of snake. Yes, some kind of carpet snake. Yeah, so, and then can I get a sleight of hand roll to get your reader up to the uh, the station's reader at the precise moment that uh, this vest captain... Okay, so what was the first one you wanted? Acrobatics? Acrobatics to get off your perch. Okay, so 14 plus 19. Yeah, you easily pass. You, you scurry down it and onto the floor silently and effortlessly and start weaving your way between this mass of uh, vest legs and tails. <laughs> and then a dex roll, yeah? Uh, yeah, dex roll to get through the crowd, because you're basically scurrying between people's feet. <laughs> yep. Uh, dex roll, dex roll. So, Seventeen. Uh, you think at one moment you're about to get stod... 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 Standard? <laughs> Stood. Good, yes, that one. Trod. You think for a second that you might have been about to get trodden on, but you just whip out of the way and whip your tail out of the way in time as this best foot drops Ooh. down next to you. Right. Weave your way up to the reader and then... And then slide Give me hand. that uh, slide of hand roll. Good old rider with our amazing stats. 14 plus 17. It's 31. 31 again. Yes, that is... You get a lot of 31s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 31 is a good roll. You sort of tug the reader out of... Actually, how were you carrying it? Were you just, did you have it strapped to your back, or did you uh, like tuck it in a pocket? Or it was small enough um, to be concealed in a pocket, so she'll probably uh, bring it out of her pocket um, and have it in the same hand as the blank card that she's trying to copy the data onto. Yep, okay. And then... Yep, as you hold it up to the reader, he taps his card against theirs, and... Uh, the thing flashes red, doesn't let him through, but at the same time you see on yours there's a little green LED that blinks for a second. She quickly scurries back to her um, earlier position. Yeah, and you start seeing on the little display for your reader, code is starting to load up onto it. The Vesk, uh, the, the blue Vesk, he looks confused for a second. The two security Vesk as well sort of turn their attention to him. He sort of nervously taps it at the reader again, and this time it validates. Just for a second, he uh, he stops and looks down at where you you had been a bit earlier, Ryder, and sort of just sniffs the air for a second with confusion, <laughs> and then just sort of shrugs, and then uh, as the gates open, he just sort of like stamps back in and gets back to sort of rushing to make his meeting. What smells of anchovies? Oh well. <laughs> Smell a rat. An otter. I'll have you know. Mm. Ryder's going to check the um, the cards and check it loads up properly and see who she just stole the identity of. Yep. You have duplicated the identity card for Ergo Seablue. Ergo Seablue? Yep. I like that name. He's a mid-level consultant and analytics expert at the Department of Mind. The card is now loaded up. It's basically what you've created is a duplicate of his card 
currently, but with your picture right. superimposed on top of it. That's fine. That's all I need. At a quick glance, someone not paying attention would just see on their display a vesk tapping in. And if they weren't paying that much attention at the time, they wouldn't notice that actually a Yasaki just tapped in. Perfect. Okay. And yeah, at that point, she's going to go back to her old position, sitting on top of the, um, the vendor, and go back to keeping an eye out. She's got one card, now she needs to copy another one. What's the battery looking like? Mm -hmm. You've used 20%. That's fine. Uh, go on, give me one more acrobatics roll, just because mm. I know you're passing over. <laughs> one day you're going to fail, you're going to faceplant off this vending machine. Ooh, okay, that's Nine. a four, plus uh, 19 <gasps> for acrobatics. Yep, you scurry up there, but for a second you uh, you almost lose your hand grip. Like, just as you're climbing up, you like... Uh, you know that thing when you're running on a polished floor, and sometimes you'll like you'll put your foot down just to start sprinting, and then Squeak. your foot will slip out from under you, and you're like, oh! And yep. then you catch it, and then you start running. Uh, you, you just have that happen for a second, because that's the most I can do to you with your fucking bullshit acrobatics. Hey, Ryder's like, good hey. at Dextra stuff, she's just not good at chatting up um, Vesk Barmains. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe Ergo Subi would have more luck. <laughs> maybe. That's backhanded compliment there. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah she's going to go back to surveying, looking for another green um, card. Radar, while this is going on, have you... Uh, you wouldn't have noticed that uh, Ryder's collected a card, unless you want to roll me a perception to try and spot her doing her... Uh, I can try. 25? No, she got yeah. 31, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's usually a 31. So, to your intents and purposes, from your perspective point, you see Ryder skitter behind a, uh, a newsstand, and then you don't see them again. Right. However, you maybe pick up that uh, one of the Vesk had a bit of difficulty getting their card to work in the reader this morning. <laughs> mm. Make of that what you will. Right. Uh, meanwhile, that, that news pad you're reading, uh, there's no real additional information beyond what you saw on the TV this morning. It's more just a duplicate of what happened then. Oh. I guess he's going to wait for a signal. Okay. Back to you, Ryder. People watching part two. Hmm. I think at that point, um, when she's got like a card, she'll uh, go on the comm to uh, to radar. Say, um, got one. Do we have comms? No, yeah, you don't have mine comms at the moment, but you do no. have regular comms still. Radar responds with, good one, fifty percent complete. <laughs> yep, enough of the other fifty. Right, right around. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you're you're back on your perch. You're mm -hmm. sort of uh, keeping track. Are you still looking for another green card specifically? Um, yeah, just so it wouldn't be too suspicious if a green and a random other card went through. But we're trying to achieve the same level of clearance as one another. Yeah. Okay, I mean, the good news is that uh, green green best cards are fairly common. Uh, give me a perception roll. Okay. Uh, P is for perception 10 plus 15. 10 25. 15, 25. Yeah, that's, that's good enough. Just from your perch, you see uh, there's another... A pair of vests that are walking past, and one of them just happens to like lose grip of the bag they're holding and drops it, and a couple of items spill out. There's a, a data pad. There's a couple of weird like blue cylinders that you're not sure what they are, but also their uh, their personal ID card also drops out, and it's another a green one. Perfect. Right, sort of locks onto that. Um, looks for the uh, the card reader that they're heading towards, and tries to do the same thing as last time. Cool. Yep. So she, she's like frustratedly 
picking up items and uh, tossing them back into this bag where her friend went side, idly checking their phone. Yeah. Uh, eventually, she gets it all wrapped together. She sort of puts her card in her teeth. She's picked up the rest of the stuff in her bag, and she's just sort of like slowly like folding her items properly into the bag while she walks. Yes, so she's distracted as well. She is distracted. She will get a minus two to uh, against your sleight of hand. Good, good. Can I get all of the rolls I said previously again? So acrobatics. Acrobatics, and then dex, and then sleight of hand. Okay. Yeah. In that order. Okay. So, ooh, that's not so great. Uh, 10 plus 19 for acrobatics. Still 29. <laughs> it's still 29, so it's still a good enough roll that you slide down there. And it was better than your last ones. So you don't, like, slip or anything like that. Don't fumble. Okay. Dex. Oh, it's 13 plus 4 again. 17. Are you taking the same route you took last time? Yes. Where you're just sort of scurrying between people's feet. Okay. This time, someone actually bumps their foot against you. You didn't, uh, like, quite anticipate the way this person was going to walk, and they just stopped and turned at the last second. And yeah. re-up your, uh, your stealth roll. Okay. <laughs> re-up. Yeah. Well, someone's bumped into you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, um, go on. That's uh, 19 plus my stealth, 21. Yeah, again, yeah, he rolled a 5, so oh. <laughs> something bumped against his foot, but he by the time he'd looked down, you'd already scurried up again. He's like, huh? He can't figure out what he tripped over, but uh, he looks down, checks his, uh, his boots are still laced up. Like, huh? Clumsy idiot. In many years' time, they're going to speak of the random poltergeist of uh, Metro Station 29. <laughs> the haunting of 29. That appeared only as uh, the occasional gentle nudge against people's feet or uh, the faint whiff of seafood. And, and uh, transit card fraud. And literal identity theft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yes, uh, despite that little, like, almost incident, you managed to make your way all the way up to the reader, and just in time for the second desk, they're still ticking stuff into their bag, so they're tapping the reader with their mouth with the card net. Oh, okay. But yeah, Ryder's um, just going to do the same thing again, just going to like uh, hold it up and try and get uh, the, the card, not like right in between their teeth, but try and get it as close as possible, within a hand's width. Slide of hand. Slide of hand. 19 again, plus slide of hand of 17. Uh, yeah, again, that's that's good enough. She she taps uh, her card against the reader, and the reader rejects her card. But on your little reader, you can see that you've intercepted the signal. Yep, and she's going to scurry back. Once again, you can see code is beginning to load up onto your equipment. Uh, this time, one of the Vesk guards who's at the uh, the terminal, like... Uh, he just taps over to his colleague and then starts walking over to the reader. So uh, the uh, the Vesca was trying to get in, who had the card between her teeth. She taps it again properly this time, and uh, the barrier opens. But this time, uh, the Vesca just approaches the reader with uh, a bit of confusion because in the space of like ten or so minutes, it's now had two malfunctions. Yes, Vesca engineering shouldn't be doing this. Hmm. It's too exactly. good. Vesk engineering is the best engineering in all of Starfinder. So According to the Vesk, yeah. According to me specifically. I see. So, uh, yeah, he looks it over, checks there's no like damage to it or anything. Uh, you see him talking to a comm piece for a second, and then he just sort of returns to his guard outpost with the other guard. 
Okay, but this um, this person who's identity I just stole, they don't get like arrested or anything. Uh, no, their card still let them in. The, the The second guard was sort of keeping an eye on them, but uh, their profile appeared on his terminal in his guard station matches the vest that he can see in front of him. Right. So he's just maybe this this uh, scanner is glitching out a bit, or that's probably the he most said... logical explanation. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way an invisible Yusoki is um, stealing people's data. I mean, in the in the rank of uh, things they're trained for uh, when an equipment malfunction happens, Ghost Yusoki's isn't high up on the list. No. It is on the list, but it's just not very high. So yeah, Rudd is going to um, skulk back into the, uh, the shadows of that vendor that she was hiding behind again and check uh, who whose name comes up on the, uh, the data card. Yep, uh, the name for this one is Fillory Generous. Very generous. Very generous. Again, they're they're mid-level. They're not like a boss. They're not a gold stripe. But they're another analyst who actually probably knows Ergo. Okay. How about that? <laughs> Small world. Small orbiting death platform. Excellent. So yes, uh, you have successfully generated two... What are we going to call these? Forged cards, I guess? Yeah, forged uh, metro cards. So forged oyster you... cards. <laughs> Have you uploaded a pic that picture of radar you took last episode to the second card? Yes, to the second blank card. Okay, so who's taking? Uh, who's going to pretend to be Ergo? Who's going to pretend to be Fillory? Um, well, the thing is, I scanned Ergo's uh, using the one that had my picture on it. So I'm going to have to be Ergo, and Radar's going to have to be Fillory, which may be a gender swap. <laughs> I'm just real. I don't check either of your pants. Okay. <laughs> So, um... I'll say, Ryder, you now outrank Radar. That's alright. Ryder is very, um, lefty. She doesn't like pulling rank. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, Ryder's gonna trot back over to, uh, to Radar and, um, sort of appear next to him over in the corner whilst he's reading his newspaper. <laughs> and sort of go, ka -ching! Ah, here you go. Thank you very much. I wonder where I'd place that. Hmm. <laughs> Your name's Fillory Generous for now. I know. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make you roll for some sort of insight or wisdom that you'd done to work out uh, which person had been uh, cloned. I have seen it in the ether. <laughs> I mean, you could have theoretically worked it out. Uh, give me an intel roll, because you could theoretically work this out. from. <laughs> oh no, he, 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 he didn't know. He was just saying to Ryder, yes, of course I'm Fillory. Uh, Just trying to look like a big shot. Yeah. You could have looked, You could have been the big shot. Okay. <laughs> there, is a, there is a way you could have worked well, out uh, which cards were getting swiped. 17 on the intelligence. What, total? Yeah. You've figured out at this point that when a Vesk has trouble getting into the, uh, the tube station, it's probably because their card's being interfered with and you know a ghost Yusoki that's been setting out specifically to interfere with people's cars. So you've probably figured out that uh, the uh, the blue the blue vest with the white and grey sort of like highlights and the uh, the sort of the dark grey and green vest are the ones whose identities that have been nicked. Ah. So from that you've deduced that you are in fact uh Fillory Generous. I am Fillory Generous. <laughs> now what do you want Fillory and Ergo, what do you want to do? Well, um, so the next part of this plan is to go to a different metro station so it doesn't look too suspicious that they've uh, travelled from one place to another. 
and scan in there and head towards the data sector. You have a map of all the uh, civilian sector. So yeah. uh, looking through that, you can tell that there's a couple more tube stations 20, 25 minute walk away. Right. We only have two cards, right? We've got um, Ergo's one and we've got Fillory's one. Do we have a blank one that we were going to use for V or did I imagine that? Nope, you got given three by Corsa. Uh, okay. Two for yourselves and one to generate for V. Right, okay. The uh, the morning rush hour is dying down at this point. You're getting towards sort of like about 10 o'clock-ish. Like, uh, there's still the odd vest who's like hurriedly getting through the booths or like casually <laughs> strolling through. Oh, jeez, I can't be late again. Oh, jeez, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. Oh, my card's not working. Can you please just let me through? Sorry. Yeah, I'm that vest immediately gets shot in the head. <laughs> in front of everyone. Just no trial. He gets shot in the head. Yep. Not a single <laughs> tear was shed. No. Two skittermanders with a stretcher pick him up and cast him off to the incineration arc. <laughs> and he was never seen again. <laughs> he was never seen again. Yeah, so it's a 25 minute walk. It's fairly uneventful. It's mostly just tourists and uh, like the casual vesk wandering around. Uh, you approach another tube station. So yeah, Rhoda's going to open up her data pad, sort of get radar over, and uh, plan a route towards the administration sector Ooh. in the Department of Mind. Yeah. And we have the clearances to get all the way there, yes? Um, I think so. Uh, these cars will get us anywhere within the Department of Mind to uh, where we are currently, by the looks of things. There are lots of people who work there, so it'll be good to to blend in, not not too high up an official, but we can change that when we get there. Yeah. Also, I noticed. Um, did you see that that um, big, mean, scarred up looking motherfucker with the, uh, uh, the 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 one all the other vests look quite fearful of? He had a, a black card with a gold stripe. I think he might have been a merc, or worked in the military. Okay. So, possibly we could um, get military clearance if we uh, changed our cards to black. If we get. Um, to where we need to get to. Remember, we've got two objectives. One's in the admin centre. She'll plan the uh, the quickest route with the, the least amount of changes to get to where we need to get to. Yep, so with a green card and checking out the uh, the map, uh, it's a straight shot from the station you're at now. Uh, you just need to take a green, a green line. This tube station isn't as busy, again, because it's getting close to, like, late morning there's one or two occasional vests that are going through but for the most part it's semi-deserted okay so Ryder's going to uh, sort of say okay radar uh, let me go through first check the card works um, if it does work uh, follow follow me through if not Scarpa go back to the hotel I'll meet you there righto okay and yeah Ryder's going to trot up and um, cool. get her card take a deep breath and see if it works. <laughs> it's lucky for you. Neither of them happen to be looking at their display console or at the gates area at the time you scan in. Right. And as you tap in, the the, uh, the reader flashes the green and uh, the barriers part. We're just going to act chill and walk through and check the uh, for the green line and then wait for radar. Yep, so once you're inside the terminal, if you imagine there's like... A, uh, a narrow entrance way with the what would normally be a ticket booth but in this case it's a guard booth mm. next to the barriers you've entered through one of the barriers like casually walked past 
as you look into the guard hut, they're both sharing something on a data pad with each other. It looks like they're watching Space Welcome YouTube instead of paying attention. <laughs> Later on, when there's the inquiry into this, they're both getting fired. <laughs> Out an airlock. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so luckily, neither of them is uh, paying enough attention to notice that a vest is shown as tapping in and the Yosaki has just wandered in. Okay. Radar, it's your time to shine. Right. Walks up to the thing and does the thing with the thing. <laughs> oh, give me some form of luck roll because you haven't checked to see if the uh, the guards oh. are still distracted yet either. Okay. <laughs> luck. Luck? Um, fortitude, I guess. I'll make a fortitude roll. Yeah. 28. <laughs> see, they rolled a nat 20. And they get the same. Unluckily for you, Radar, just as you tap your car against the reader, he happens to just like glance up for a second. And Fillory Generous has lost a lot of weight, gained a lot of fur, and replaced half her body with cybernetics. <laughs> the guard looks down. He looks up again. Uh, Radar, what do you do? Just the, the barriers are open for you, but... Uh, just keeps walking. He'll, he'll turn and give the guard a, a, a nod and just carry on like nothing's wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a bold move, but uh, no, the guard's coming up to you. The logic being, he does this all the time, so you know why would there suddenly be an error with his guard? Uh, yeah, the guard's coming up to you. He, he's sort of like, hey, hey, stop for a second. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, radar pivots on his... Oh, sorry, Fillory pivots on his foot. <laughs> Fillory pivots on her foot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, let me see your card. Oh, sure. Hands over his card. Yeah. So luckily, you attached your photo over the one that was displaying for Fillory. Yeah. Piers for his perception. Hmm. His eyes narrow. He's like, wait here for a second. And he starts taking your card back towards the guard hut. I think at this point, um, Ryder's going to see what's happening and um, sort of say, um, Fillory, what's the problem? Come on, we're going to be late. Yeah, there's a problem with the card. What? What's wrong with the card? You, you there? I don't know. Um, excuse me, guard, what, what, what's going on? Ryder's going to, like, stomp back over to the uh, guard. You're going up to the guard hut? Yeah, well, to the guy that's taking um, Radar's card away. Yeah, you can see he's taken the card and he's inserted it into the reader in his control office. Well, he's going to sort of like try and get his attention before he does anything. Uh, what's that going to be? It's, it's not really diplomacy, but... <laughs> I'm going to try and get the, uh, the card back. <laughs> so yeah, diplomacy. Uh, 14 plus 8. 22. 22. Are you with Fillory? He says checking the card. Yes, yes, we've got a very important meeting. Can you please give them their card back so we can get to it? We're going to be late. We've got a train to catch. Right, there's uh, there's been a discrepancy with this card. I can't explain it, but for some oh, reason you're not showing up. You're not showing up as uh, the correct person on this. No, no, come on. We had this problem earlier. That um, there was a, a fault with the uh, the data scanner at the uh, the terminal where we where we got this made. Look, we don't have time for this. Can we please just get going? Okay, we'll come back later. We'll fix this later. B is for bluff. B is for bluff. <laughs> Nineteen plus fifteen. Oh. That's a very good bluff. 
Yeah, you're definitely putting the pressure to him. You're, the, you have the sense of urgency in your voice, and uh, Raider, what are you doing in the meanwhile? Are you just looking nonchalant, or...? Just frozen oh. solid. Yeah, I guess... <laughs> like, he's just this stopped. Is, this is so far out of Radar's realm of how he operates, I don't know what he's doing. Tell you what, give me a bluff as well, just to look unassuming and not like someone who's trying to break into the Conqueror's Forge. Oh 24. no, don't give Radar a bluff check, that's pretty good. Oh no, Radar has good bluff now. <laughs> yeah, Radar, oh, yeah. Spe okay. Radar spent time practicing in the mirror, remember? That's something, right, yeah. Something happened between the last campaign and this one and Radar learned how to bluff. I think, so, yeah, uh, I think it's called a level up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Radar, your stoic lack of concern about the entire situation, again, that sort of reinforces sense of urgency as uh, as you berate this guard. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've won him over. He's His friend just, just wants to show him something else on the datapad as well, and, you know... Mm. What are the chances of a Yasaki doing anything to the might of the Vesk Empire? Right, like, they're so sweet and innocent mm. looking. Right, we'll get your card checked out when you get to the upper end, because it's clearly got something glitched on it. Alright, right, yes, I right promise on. we will. Thank you so much. Alright, come on, um, filler, let's get going. Yep. Come on, the train's arriving. Mm. Yes, oh, I'm up. getting on the, the train. train! The train is arriving. Calm down, yeah, go. Um, Rhoda's gonna, like, uh, try and get the car back as quickly as possible off this Vesk. Give it to... Uh, yeah, he's, he's handed it down to you. Uh, she's going to give it back to uh, to Radar and make a run for the, um, the train. She's going to shout over her shot, Thank you again! Thank you! And hop on the train with her heart pounding in her throat. <laughs> wow. So Ugh. close to getting caught already. Yep. <laughs> I haven't even got off the fucking yeah. starting round yet. But yeah, somehow you have managed to bluff your way past the guard and onto this train. It's, again, uh, this, this line's pretty deserted this time. You've got the carriage to yourself. <sighs> the, uh, the doors slide closed behind you as you enter the carriage. It sits there for sort of, 15 or so seconds and then begins moving. Right, Ed. Yeah, yeah, what? Maybe it might be safer if I went in the hotel. Eh? Why? No, no, I need your, I need your computer ability to, um, to do all of the, the hacking once we're there. Okay. I mean, I would have, I would have done this on my own if, if not. Okay. It's, it's fine, honestly. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, Riders giving him like the nervous thumbs up, like, "You're doing great. You're doing great, buddy." <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> this is not fine. <laughs> this is far from fine. But uh, uh, yeah, maybe let me do uh, the talking next time, Fillory. Can I let you do the talking then? Hmm, and it worked. Yeah, that's a good point. 100% bluff success rate against uh, vest guards who want to watch it on YouTube instead of doing their job. You can't fail a so. bluff roll if you don't say anything. Yep. <laughs> That's very true. Well, you can. You just look shifty as fuck. But... <laughs> Does yeah, the close zoom in on your narrowing eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's worked out for you. Yeah, so the, the tube departs the station. It passes through like a series of like large metal rings at the exit. And then uh, you are now travelling along the outside of Conqueror's Forge, Ooh. separated by an energy field from the vastness of the Vescarium surrounding you. I took the tube back out of town and the breeze blew back my hair. <laughs> Sings Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically backlit by the, the central Vesk star and you can see like Vesk 1 to Vesk 4 either below or stretching out above you into the great beyond. Yeah, I think Rhoda's going to be appreciating that view. She's got, like, um, 
um, her knees up on the seat, and she's just like staring out the window, just watching the planets rotate past. Radar's like staring at them, like head resting on his sort of fist, sort of thing. <laughs> There's still uh, the, the bustle of ships entering exiting before, just always going on, basically. And yeah, after a couple of minutes of travel, the tube starts to slow down and then eventually comes to a stop inside a new station. So this one, it's the same general aesthetic as the previous one, like mostly metal with uh, sort of like coloured lines indicating different networks and things like that. However, the entrance is uh, signposted in big, bold font that you are now entering the Department of Mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Rhoda's going to hop off the train, put her uh, her shades on, her gradiented shades. Is there like um, any any sort of sunlight or artificial sunlight? So at this area, because you're on the uh, the outside hub of the uh, Conqueror's Forge, there's still natural light. Oh, nice. There's two guards at the exit, but uh, as you've seen before, you don't need to tap to get through these. You'll... Yep, and just walk straight out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Rhoda's going to like. Um, do her tie up a little tighter, look nice and official, adjust her posture, and um, say, uh, "Okay, Phil, are you ready to do your bodyguard thing?" Of course, there you go. Okay, mm-hmm. right then, let's go do this. And yeah, she's going to walk towards the ticket barrier. Dream Team is on the move. Yep, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. as you approach the exit barrier, it just slides open for you. Uh, there's there's three guards at this one. They're uh, not really paying much attention to you. Like, one of them gives you a glance, but nothing more than that. Yeah, Rhoda's not going to look up at them or anything. She's just going to walk out like she's meant to be here. Yeah, I mean, Yosaki, not unknown about, but uh, not that common aboard Conqueror's Forge. So, you know, he looks up at you, but Yosaki, don't see many of them. (laughs) Cool, cool. Small, they got fur, weird. (laughs) That lanky guy looks a bit mean, though. She's not going to say a damn thing. (laughs) Uh, Radar, you're just following? Yeah, yeah. So, the Department of Mind, the heart of the VESC Intelligence and Analytics Division. So you've ha- you had a vague idea of the layout of the Department of Mind from the blueprints that Corsa provided you with. Mm. So essentially, this, uh, this atrium opens up into a massive semi-open plan series of offices. You've come into them at the bottom floor, but you can see that they arc following the curve of Conqueror's Forge upwards and around. Right. Okay, and the the central database in the admin sector is um, at the top of all this? Uh, top or bottom, depending on which angle you're looking at it at. But okay. to get to it, essentially, you're going to have to go out through the open plan offices to the, uh, the central stairwell, up slash down, a whole bunch of stairs, and then you're going to get to the high security clearance area. Now, okay. if you remember, Corsa told you that her clearance wasn't high enough to get into this section of the Department of Mind. This is reserved for extremely high-level analysts. Uh, like, it's a black card slash green and gold card, stru- green and gold card section. Yes. Well, uh, I've got a, or I might have a plan for to uh, to get through that area, but we'll have to see what it's like when we get there. Yo ho. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Ryder's going to make her way towards the administration sector through all of these open plan offices, downstairs, whatnot, uh, taking some of the sights and sounds of this place to give the GM a chance to do some world building. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this uh, this area is very busy. 
There is hundreds of Vesk milling between different desks. There are meetings going on in meeting rooms. Uh, give me a perception, sure. Either sure. of you. Uh, 16 plus 15. Same as I got, 31. 31. Whee! Yeah, so with those very decent perceptions, you can see that one of the meetings, someone's going through a slideshow, and you can tell it's a photo from that destroyed ship that you saw on the news earlier. Rudder didn't see it, Radar did. Radar immediately stops and watches. But this time, it's behind the sheet, and you can see a bit more about it. And one of the first things you recognise is Aslanti markings down the side of it. Hold it! Fucking Aslanti! When when Radar stops, um, Radar's going to like look behind him. What's, what's wrong? Radar's just going to nod through the glass. Huh? Yep, it's still on the same slide, so... It's a photograph sort of taken at quite close distance of this burnt-out ship. But uh, with the, the covers entirely removed, you can see that uh, this ship looks like it was some kind of... Not warship, it's too small for that. It's only sort of double the size of Leica. But uh, it's it was definitely some kind of scout ship, potentially, or uh, like a covert raiding ship. There's This slide has overlays on it with uh, sort of thermal imaging for it and analysis of the markings on the side. Someone's running a comparison against known ships that have made previous inversions into Vesk space. They're clearly doing the, the legwork to try and work out the exact provenance of the ship and why it's uh, approached Vesk gate like that. Radar nods and moves on. What, what, what was all that about? That ship that attack earlier. Oh, the, the terrorist attack? That's an Islandi vessel. So it wasn't a terrorist attack, it was... Islanti. Well, it's an Islanti vessel. Okay. You know who was in it. Yeah. Yeah, That's maybe they point. maybe they commandeered it or something. Yeah. That's weird. Well, it's nice to know there's bigger things going on that can uh, cover up what's going on here. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, you're you're making your way through this office space. So the breakdown of of, uh, of species within the Department of Mind is. A solid 95% Vesk, as always. You can see there's a couple of Kasatha mm. who've got uh, the same level of clearance about as what you guys have forged. Is there like a caste system going on? Is there like the Vesk up top, and then you have another species below them um, in the high-paying jobs, and then another species below them, and then like nope. Skittermanders washing people's cars and shit? No, nope, the Vesk only have two castes in their caste system, and it's useful and not useful. Oh, okay. <laughs> the not useful ones end up in the furnace. Yep. Not useful ones go to the incinerator. Oh boy. That that guard who uh, who fluffed up identifying the people that broke into Conqueror's Forge. Furnace. It's, it's the incinerator for him. Yep. Oh no, we're leaving a trail of death wherever we go. I've just realised. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just realised. Yeah. Yes. Six campaigns in. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, like at present time. <laughs> oh, right, within this campaign. Yes, you are leaving a trail of death behind. Yes. This is so bad when I have to kill Cinder. What? No! <laughs> I kid, probably. Probably. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Her dad yeah, was so, Captain uh, Psyche. <laughs> <clears throat> Radar bailed hard on that when he worked that out. <laughs> uh, anyway, are you just making your way towards the central staircase? Because you can see that uh, beyond a certain point when you get out of that, you'll have to make your way past another security barrier. Similar to the one you made previously, but this time it's actively 
patrolled by two guards who are not only watching everyone tap in and out, but they're also personally validating the identity of everyone that comes in and out. Except for... Give me perception, you're watching. Okay. P is for perception. It's not, it's 29. <laughs> uh, perception is... That's just 30 this time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you both uh, take a covert look up to the upper decks where this, uh, this second security booth is, and you can see that the only person who goes up to the door and goes through without any resistance, again, is someone with a gold stripe to their card. And in this case, it's clear that the guards recognise this person by their face. In that they don't personally take their ID mm. and validate it against the list. They know who this person is. Wasted journey. Right, okay. Um, hmm. Well. Hey, Radar. Mm-hmm. How difficult would it be to get a gold stripe on our cards with the equipment you currently have? It doesn't come with a painter. Hey? No, I mean just any... in terms of the data. Well, the data, well, same as you did previous. Easily doable, it's just the physical card won't match. And by the look of it, those guards know everybody who goes in and out. Yeah. yeah uh, com- computers roll from radar, intelligence roll from rider. Sure. Uh, 36. Yep, so for 36, knowing the, uh, the way that your reader works, you can add a gold stripe to the card, but it will be entirely aesthetic. It won't change your security clearance in any way. <laughs> your security clearance is hard-coded as the one that you copied, which in this case is Fillery Generous, who is mid-level, definitely not a gold stripe. Not a boss. Yeah. And then and Ryder. I got a 17 for intelligence. Uh, yeah, okay, so 17 total is enough that the way that these guards reacted to the, the one person with the gold stripe who just went past them it's as if it's someone who's very well known, not just to those guards, but to the Vesk. Just in general, okay. Yeah, in general, people with gold stripes, <clears throat> unless they're like black card or something like that, they're high level. It'd be like seeing Boris Johnson in the street. <laughs> Fair enough. Like Boris Johnson doesn't get ID'd going into the House of Parliament. Because you know he's Boris Johnson. Because you okay. know he's Boris Johnson. This is the thing, I'm I'm okay, because I can just go invisible and sneak in. This is more for Radar's benefit. Oh, no, I'll tell you right now, Radar is not getting past that barrier. <laughs> yeah, unless I um, work out how to, like, maybe take Fly Guy in or something. Uh, I mean, I... Because Fly Guy has a stealth roll. I guess, but I, I can't do. do the computers thing through Fly Guy. Uh, does Fly Guy have a computers roll? No, you like uh, as, so. The way it was explained so, to me by RJ was that you could do all the basic movement and everything with Fly Guy. It's just you needed the drone implant to make the other drones work when we got there. You couldn't do any of the actual engineering stuff through it. You're limited from a lot of uh, Flyby's higher functions. However, not necessarily prevented from using him in that way with a little bit of tinkering. Okay. Tinkering. Is that tinkering that can be done now? Have a look around. Can you see somewhere where you can just quietly sit down and meddle with your drone? Radar is going to look for a public toilet. <laughs> yep, there's there's all the toilets are public. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a set of toilets nearby. I'll be right back. Uh, he heads in there into a cubicle. Why didn't you go before we left? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Vest toilets, they're, they're unisex. <laughs> so uh, there's stalls in every single one is what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, you, you pick out a stall, it's empty, it's also way too big. 
for you as a species. But... <laughs> a stretching room. I don't know why you're laughing. You're lucky you don't fall in. <laughs> Pride is good at balancing. She's got a high dex roll. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, up. you're temporarily alone in a, a vesk toilet on a strange orbital death platform with someone else's drone. <laughs> okay, fly guy. Time to configure you. Configure? Yes, you're going to be a computery programmery type of fly guy now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep, they offer no resistance. Yeah, radar then starts configuring. Yep, uh, I am going to need an engineering role. Yeah, you are. You are Plus doing 17. little engineering. 34. 34 total, very good. And because you're an engineer, you have your custom rig with you as well, which means that you have the tools you need. Uh, yep, you... Oh yeah, he's got the, the fingers that split into loads of little fingers to do all the, the tippy-tappity. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, without much effort, you you pop off the outer shell casing for uh, Flyby's sort of upper back part, which exposes their main circuitry, their main components, and allows you access to a few more of their protocols. So you, you connect up to them. Describe me, how are you, how are you going to... Uh, enable a few more functions of Fly Guy? Are you going to sort of connect him up to your brain directly, or are you just going to enter some more code for him? Uh, I'd probably enter some more code for him, but because I'm limited, I'm going to take away his flight ability, so use what would be processing power for all of that to be used instead for his programmability. Huh. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Fly Guy doesn't really have much of a ground speed in that they move at the speed of a crow that can't fly. Yes. Rod is going to have to carry him. But yeah, Rod is literally <laughs> going to be carrying him. Yeah, so uh, you, you you connect your custom rig up to him, you do the, the weird thing with the too many fingers, and yeah. Fly Guy's uh, little engines, which have been glowing sort of like a, a dullish orange behind him as he's been flying around, slowly peter out into uh, nothing. It's like, oh, I can't fly anymore. You'll get it back, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you Fly for giving and... Fly Guy a voice. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah. I've been hiding this all this time. This is only temporary. I'm sure we'll get you back to. Okay, I trust you entirely. <laughs> oh, you poor naive drone. I have no choice. <laughs> well, remember, as a drone, they're a reflection of your consciousness. So really, what's happening here is that you're telling yourself that you trust yourself with this piece of hardware. Thank you, GM, for that positive affirmation of, of me and my idiom. Yeah. But also... Believe in the drone that believes in you. Yeah. Aww. Right, and then Radar is done. Uh, yes. What he'll do is check he can still remote access into Fly Guy. Yes, you don't even need to roll for that. He's your drone. Looking through Fly Guy's eyes, you also notice that uh, you have a bit more control over some of the higher aspects of their programming as well. You now have a list of skills. However, acrobatics and athletics are currently not available. Yeah, but <laughs> computers is. Yeah. Uh, Ryder. Hello? Could you make your way to the bathroom? Uh, public public <laughs> bathroom. Yeah. All right. What's wrong? You had an accident? Something of that sort. Just uh, I'm in the the very end um, cubicle. Oh, for God's sake! All right, give me a sec. And yeah, Rod is going to slink into the bathroom. Okay, you get to the end, and then uh, like immediately from under the cubicle, just Fly Guy is shoved at you like he's on his back, like with, his <laughs> legs, with his leg poking yeah. in the air. Just yeah, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. What the hell did you do to Fly Guy? He's a computer bird now. Please take him in there. Uh oh. All right. Are you feeling okay, Fly Guy? Fly Guy beeps. I'll say that as yes. Okay. 
Rhoda's going to like scoop Fly Guy up yeah. under her arms and walk out with him like she's holding a, a chicken. Oh, <laughs> hold bird gentle like like hamburger, like hamburger, yeah. like hamburger. Yeah. Um, to avoid suspicion, because you kind of go a bit comatose when you use your drone. Radar's just going to stay in the cubicle until this is done. He's pooping. I mean, that's not a bad plan. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to disturb you, and uh... hopefully. <laughs> And then he will fully submerge into the drone. Oh no, toilet Yotis, the worst kind. Radar yep. stars in flushed away. Oh no. <laughs> but no, you are you have direct access to Flyguy, which also means that you can talk to Ryder either via comms or via Flyguy directly. Cool. Okay. Uh Flyguy's guy for the purposes of this exercise. Guy, okay. Well, Ryder and Guy, before they step out of the loo, are going to go stealth. And do Can we call him yep. Unfly so, Guy? Unfly Guy. Oh, that's making ground guy. Uh, doing go walk stealth guy. Okay. <laughs> Kiwi. Okay, so we have 13 on the dice, plus 21 for stealth. Cool, so. and then Radar, you're rolling with plus 15 to stealth for Fly Guy. Uh, if, he's, if he's with Ryder, like... Does he have to roll? Surely she's keeping him in like her jacket or something. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Fly Guy has to still roll his own rolls for things like stealth because okay. uh, Ryder's like imperception field only extends around her and small objects you can conceal. Yeah, go on, it makes it more fun. The Fly Guy to uh, Ryder ratio in real life is not quite one to one, but it's not far off. Total of thirty for stealth roll. Mm. Plus, you use Fly Guy as a helicopter once, and you definitely can't hide a helicopter. No. I like the idea that Fly Guy just beeps at people every now and again, like he's saying hi. He does. Hello. <laughs> like a turret from Portal. Yeah. <laughs> You've also heard V speak through Fly Guy before, but that just comes out as V's voice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, what was your, your stealth roll type? 30. 3 zero. Ooh, nice. Wow. Yes, both of you uh, disappear into the, the weird nether realm of wherever you two go when you're being invisible. <laughs> Look over there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Another vest walks past you. They they don't see you. I mean, they go for a second, but and then they sort of like lift one of the armpits and go curiously, and then it's like, eh, weird, and keep walking. Well, it smells like anchovies and jet fuel <laughs> and rejection. <laughs> mm, anchovies, jet fuel, and rejection. It's going to be the name of Ryder's autobiography. Holy shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So that came out a lot more savage than I intended. Yeah, fuck's sake. Anyway. But yes, luckily nobody can see your tears because you're very imperceptible. So, <laughs> yeah, you. So, what? You're making your way directly to the higher level. Yep, so she's going to hop the barrier um, in her imperceptible form with Flygo under her arm and make her way towards the administration sector and the central database. Yep, uh, you can read Vesk, it's signposted. Yes. Uh, so one, once you're past the security barrier and... <laughs> and none of the guards see you. She can read Vesk better than she can speak it, as we discovered in uh, Toy's yeah. campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a good effort, but... She tried. You need a lot more pointy, large teeth to be able to pronounce most of the words properly. Yes. Once you've uh, snuck past the security barrier, you can see that you're now in a long corridor with high-level offices, like executive-style offices. Uh, uh, there's a large meeting room. And then there is the entrance to the Vesk Central database at the end of the hall. 
showtime. She's going to uh, have a quick look around, make sure there are no guards specifically looking out for intruders, and make her way towards the central database. Yeah. I mean, there's no perception roll here, just looking down a corridor. Yeah. As you approach the uh, the doors at the end of the corridor, the pair of them slide apart automatically. You're now looking into a large, circular, darkened room. It extends upwards another two or three stories in height, you think? Right. And then surrounding the centre of the room, there are just these pillars upon pillars. There's uh, more of them than you can count, and they're concentric. So you can see that uh, from the centre of the room, which is too far away to get a good line of sight on, there's there's like a ring of two pillars, and there's another ring of eight, and then there's another ring of 18, and there's another ring of 32, and then there's rings upon rings upon rings, all the way outwards from the centre. Right, and these are all going to be like server stacks containing all of the data in the on Congress Forge. Yep, each of these pillars you recognise is a server stack. Yes. And uh, give me a perception roll. Sure. P is for perception, which is 25 overall. Yeah, so for 25 you can see that some of these pillars have terminals at the base. Ooh, okay. About, like just above waist height to a vesk sticking out from the side of it. It's a keyboard, a display screen. Uh, most of them are just displaying screensavers. Like, one of them looks like it's been used fairly recently and it hasn't quite gone screensaver yet. It's just displaying a, a login <coughs> request. Oh, has one been used fairly recently? Uh, yes. Okay, Rod is going to do a quick perception uh, to see if there is anyone else in this room with her. Gone. Okay. Nat 20. Ooh. Yep, uh, so you, you shuffle your perspective a bit. You, you find a position where you can stealthily look between all the columns, all the way down to the centre of the room. And that's when you see it. There are two Vesk in ah. the room. Both of them have entirely white bodies, fairly slender. One you think might be male, one might be female. They're both sort of just wearing generic, almost robe-like clothing, sitting at the raised plinth in the centre the one that's surrounded by all the other columns. They're talking into what looks like a headset, both of them. It's weird, like, only one of them's talking, but the voice sounds almost like it's echoing somehow. Right. So these must be the archivists, then, that um, Corsa talked about. Yep, you remember back, Corsa described a pair of uh, Vesk archivists. Singular mind between two bodies. Yes. Okay. And they also warned you not to get too close to them. But they're in the, the centre of this room, right? They're in the centre of this room, and whatever they're doing, it looks like they're fairly occupied. They're, the desk they're sitting at, at the centre of the room, has a large display screen that wraps almost halfway around the central pillar. And you can see there are thousands of items on this screen. And they're navigating between various items on this screen. They're pulling up records, comparing them to other records, moving things about. They're talking into a headset at the same time. It looks like they might be in some kind of conference call. Okay, with that um, that big perception, can I get a close look at the screen without getting too close, obviously, to see what they're looking at on their screen? Okay, so the, the total diameter of this room is probably a good, like, 50 or so metres. But from okay. that vantage point, and with a decent radius... And taking into account that what's coming up for them is mirrored for you because you're looking through the reverse of their screen. Uh, mm. Again, it looks like it's uh, it's records to do potentially with that incident on Vescate earlier. 
Huh. Is uh, long reams of documents that you can't read, but they look like they're they're snapshots of Atlante language documents. There's the the image from the slideshow you saw earlier of the uh, the ship with the uh, the markings circled and enhanced. It looks like they've got that open as a tab, and then they've got several other tabs where they've written handwritten digital notes onto some images of similar ships, comparing things on them. And then beyond that, you can see there's some some human figures, like mug shots or uh, candid shots taken from what looks like a distance of like potential suspects. Maybe I'm not sure. But wh whatever they're doing to do with this incident, it looks like they're fairly preoccupied with the investigation work they're doing. I mean, if you want to try and sneak a little closer, you reckon you could probably get close? Mm, I'm probably not going to chance it. Um, Bride's got a job to do. What she's going to do? She's going to go like a quarter of the way around the room, try and find a uh, a terminal that isn't directly facing the archivists, so she's like hiding behind the stack if possible, but not in view of the door opening behind her and someone else like walking up behind her sort of thing. Looking around the room, you reckon, uh, like you probably figure out that at this point there's a pattern to which of these pillars have terminals located on them? Yeah, sure. So an otter and with a small chicken under her arm, um, they're just mm. sort of jumping between server stacks. <laughs> otter and her robot chicken stealthily yes. working their way through the server stacks. And yeah, when she when she gets to a uh, a pillar, she's gonna like uh, climb up to the uh, the terminal, sort of have um, fly guy perch next to the keyboards, and sort of say, um, "Radar, hmm? radar, you there? I'm here." Right, uh, first of all, I'm going to need an acrobatics roll with a minus five, because you're basically carrying a giant bird to you up the side of a pair. <laughs> That's fine. Unless you want to stand on their head. No, 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 no. So, that is... Beep, boop, I am not a stool. <laughs> that is nine plus nineteen for acrobatics. Uh, nine plus nine. Is that, is that with the minus five? Uh, yes. Uh, that's surprisingly good, yeah. I mean, it takes a bit of effort. You sort of have to strap Fly Guy's feet around your waist and sort of wedge their beak <laughs> like between your shoulder and your head. It's awkward. I get it. <laughs> it's awkward, but you 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 still manage to somehow silently clamber up the side of this machinery, reach the platform with the keypad, and mm. yeah, there's uh, a standard vest keypad which is 84 characters and function keys. There's a large trackpad to the side of it, and then there's the main display for this server stack, which has rows of different kinds of output ports and input ports, space for like the equivalent of uh, data sticks or to connect a data pad up to it, or lots of other ones. You're not even sure what devices they connect to. But okay, so Ryder's going to try and set um, not fly guy up. To uh, to hack into this terminal, um, would there be like plugs that um, Fly Guy has, like cables that come out and plug in to various data jacks? Yep. Where are they located? Please don't say in the bum. Fly Guy was made by the Vesk, and this terminal was made by Vesk, and the cable is absolutely one hundred percent up his bum. Of course it is. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> it's fine. He's just going to lay an egg. <laughs> God damn it, V, why'd you put the fucking... Never mind, never mind. Because they have a sense of humour. Of course they do. 
Ryder does not appreciate V's sense of humour at this time. Ryder. Yeah, what, what, what? Have you successfully interfaced the drone with the stack? Yeah, give me a sec, give me a sec. V's put it in a really questionable location. Oh god, it's not up the bomb, is it? Yes. Of course it bloody is. So predictable. What is wrong with that bloody Vesk? <laughs> How long have you got? Uh, no, that wasn't, that was rhetorical. Anyway, oh. yeah, we're, we're plugged in now. We should be plugged in now. Um, right, do your stuff. Can you, can you... Like I blushes. <laughs> it's just a little anime blush with the, the mm -hmm. red streaks. <laughs> exactly so. Beep, beep, beep. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So, via fly guy, radar, you can now give me a computer's role. Okay. Uh, you can also see on your data pad essentially what fly guy is interfacing with. You have a copy of the screen that Ryder's looking at. Oh, okay. So you've awoken it from Screensaver, and you're now looking at what looks like a credentials login page. Right. And it's asking you to, uh, in Vesk, tap uh, access card against screen and enter login details. That is 19 plus 17. Whew. 29, 36. So uh, it looks incredibly complicated. It's not going to be an easy task. But you recognize that uh, there's probably a weakness in their security that you can exploit at some point. And because you're not being directly observed, there's no pressure to try and work it out like in the heat of the moment. Brilliant. So rather than the tube station, you've now got a bit of time to work this problem. Okay, well, when, um, when Radar says like he's in, um, Radar's going like, to peek around the server stack and check that they're not being observed. By the archivists, so they're still busy. P is for etc. P is for etc. Yep. Oh, okay. We got a six plus fifteen for perception. Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. Uh, you peek around. It looks like uh, neither of them's looking in your direction. You still, you can't see from this angle what they're doing. But it looks like they're still in some kind of conference call. You can hear like. Okay, they still look occupied. Echoing. That's fine. They haven't. <laughs> we appear not to have been detected. However, someone else has entered from the same entrance that you entered, and they're walking directly up to the main terminal. The main terminal, not the one we're at. Not the one you're at, the one that uh, uh, Fraction's at. Okay, do I see who it is? They don't notice you, no. but uh, yeah, with your perception, whoever it is, they're wearing a black suit. Oh. Pretty mean looking. Oh, do they look um, militaresque like that one who had the uh, the black car with the gold stripe on it earlier? Yeah, they look a lot like that one. <laughs> is it the same person? Is it that one? Yeah, it looks it like is. it could be. Yeah. Your perception isn't quite high enough because you because you were just peeking out to look. Yeah. It could very well be the same vesk, but it could also be just another big ugly bastard vesk. You can't tell. <laughs> He's gone up to them. Uh, looks like they've put their call on hold. For a second, it's really hard to roleplay as a male and a female Vesk or one person. I thought you said all of the Vesk were um, genderless. They're not genderless. They have male and female genders. It's just that there's very little sexual dimorphism between them. Oh, okay. It's hard for someone to generally just look at a, who isn't a Vesk to look at a Vesk, even four of us sometimes, to be like, oh, that's a male, that's a female. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, gender gender roles don't really exist in the Vesk society in my mind. No, it's it's just it's usefulness. Yeah, yep, useful <laughs> and not useful. The two genders. <laughs> I see. I mean, that's not a terrible way of doing it, but anyway. Mm. What a shame they're fascists. Anyway, 
anyway. This vest, you don't, you're not quite sure who they are, but they definitely look a bit like the one that you saw earlier, you reckon. Uh, they have some sort of discussion, and this discussion is going on for some time. Uh, Alright, well, while this is happening, I'll let uh, Radar do hacky things and get in properly. Yeah, so Radar, your computer's role, it takes you a lot of effort. You're having to work hard to find a vulnerability, a flaw in the way they designed the security around this, especially since it requires both a login and the keycard. But after using your learnings from building the original keycard reader and from seeing like the basic function of the keypad and your many, many decades of experience working with computers, eventually you tippity-tap at the keyboard and a set of login credentials is generated, appears on the screen for you, Ryder, and then allows you access. Lovely. Come to mummy. <laughs> Radar, you're a, you can do one uh, victory fist air bump. He does. No one witnesses it. Hey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ryder does the same. Nobody sees it. Yeah. Actually, no. She'll do it with um, with Fly Guy. Sort of like wing bump. Oh, quiet, happy beating. So, first order of business. Ryder is going to have a look for Radar's credentials on the VESC database. Yeah. So basically, Ryder, I'm guessing you're driving the computer yes. at this point. Radar's got yeah, you in, and then. I just need um, radar for like hacky stuff that needs like a passcode and stuff because my computer isn't great. But I got a sixteen plus another sixteen. That's thirty-two. That's 32. that's good enough. Yep. So it's a Unix system. You know this. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> yep. So you realise that your genetic profile will have been recorded way back when you first entered the Beskarium. Remember the room you went through and the security you went through. Yes. Your genetic profile was first recorded way back then when you passed through border security. You find your and radar entered as your real names because that's what you used to get in. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are two profiles created. One for you, one for uh, radar. Your threat status is listed as... Uh, rider, yours is listed as nil. Radar, yours, yours is listed as nil star. Oh. <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> what does the asterisk mean? It's fine. It doesn't matter. We're going to blank that Radar off. Radar wants to know. Radar wants to know. Show me. Show me. Show me. Show me. Show me. Is there a way of checking? There is. Yep. Uh, so you, you you right click on you right click on that and uh, more info and that's uh, current threat nil but with potential to be dangerous. Hmm. Potentially dangerous coyote. Yes. Yeah, but you love that. Anyway, let's get your run bodyguard name in there. What, what did you say it was? Edward Voz. Edward Voss, V-O-S-S. Okay, right. We're just going to type that in, Edward Voss, and give Radar um, black level clearance. Yep, so you take Radar's card, you insert it into the reader that was previously uh, blank. Mm -hmm. uh, the reader lights up, and uh, you have assigned him to the Department of Sight, which is the Vescarium Intel Spycraft and Secret Police. Interesting. Okay. That fits in with the existing plan then, so that's good. Okay, so yeah, she'll give um, Radar black level clearance, change his name to Edward Voss, and the threat level, change that to... Um, she'll blank out the star, but in the description she'll just write uh, bodyguard to, and she'll leave it blank because she hasn't thought of a name for herself yet. <laughs> <laughs> the way she had to remove the star. Yeah. 
Like, no, <laughs> fuck you, radar. Yeah. Backspace. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, Edward Vosk is no longer considered a potential threat to the Vescarium. I wanted your Moltron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't even wanted, it was just potential to be dangerous, because essentially... Uh, the bioscanner picked up that it's not just a Yamultron, it's a Yamultron with half a weaponized body and the potential to do mercenary shit. So, uh, yes, so at the end of this, you've generated a definitely a plausible, because it's now an authentic card mm. with a profile for Edward Voss, who has black clearance, who is listed as bodyguard too. Okay, and then, yeah, Ryder's gonna nod at that and then look for her own details. Again, uh, the card that you insert flashes up, and it's Ergo C Blue, Senior Analyst, uh, Department of Mind. And again, you've got the options to edit, overwrite, create new profile. So yeah, um, I'm just going to edit it. Yep. So uh, yeah, delete uh, Ergo C Blue's name off of it, and put. She's going to give herself black clearance first of all. Yep. She's going to sort of like look at it for a second and just think, ah, come on. Choosing a name is the hard bit. She, what she's going to do, she's going to go through all of the, the names like listed on the side of the screen out of all of the um, Vesk that are there at random and try and pick a cool name. And she's going to like just scan all of them and then just type in Camilla Fontaine. Yep, so uh, you've assigned yourself black clearance as well. And are you going to give yourself a role? Yes, she's going to give herself, um, uh, what should we do, uh, Yasaki Arms Dealer, working for Vesk Secret Police. Uh, yeah, she'll put herself down as an agent. Yep, so it's thinking for a bit, and then it's assigning public profile, Yasaki Arms Dealer, assigning private profile agent. Right, okay. So the, so from the perspective of the Vesk, you're a double agent who's uh, betraying the Yasaki Star Empire. The Yasaki Star Empire. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just so funny. It is. I, it must have a real name. I'm sure they'd actually call themselves the Yasaki Star Empire. Anyway, yes, so you've created these two new profiles on this card. Oh, um, and before uh, she blocks out completely as well, uh, she will go back into Radar's information via his card and change the name to Bodyguard to Camilla Fontaine. Yep, that's registered. You have now generated a complete alter ego for yourself on the best central database. Excellent. Um, I just thought of something as well. When I entered Radar's details for the first time, did I overwrite the details of Fillery Generous like, completely? Like, have they just been deleted from the VESC database and now no. don't exist? Okay, good. No, you've just deleted them from that card. Okay, good. Right. All That's you've fine. done is you've overwritten Fillery Generous and Ergo Seablue on the two cards that you had. Because they were never true records, they were just uh, mirrors of the data of someone else's card. Okay. So don't worry, Ergo and Fillory are not going to be dragged out into the street and shot. Okay, good. Today. Anyway. Right. So, and... yeah. It's taken you about 20 minutes so far to uh, run through all that. Okay, and one last thing. Ryder's going to have a look for um, V Coronine on the uh, database. Yeah, uh, roll me intro roll quickly. To remember. Well, I mean, they're supposed to be dead, right? So they'll be in the deceased pile. Uh, so 17 plus 2. For 17 plus 2, you remember V gave you a separate data stick with a profile for them. That's right, okay. You exit the current operative section, you navigate through the VESC database to deceased VESC, <laughs> and after a lot of searching, 
a lot of this could be. There is a record, V V Coroni. Okay. And there's a picture and it looks like a younger V. They've definitely not got the full belly going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're dressed smartly as well. This might be their graduation photo, from what you can tell. Oh. Yeah, so you have complete access to every record that the, the Vescarium has on V. Uh, parentage, birth, education, career, criminal records, and then death. It's not really any of Ryder's business. She's nosy, but at the same time, it's V's personal business. I mean... Can Radar access them? Yeah, go on. Um, uh, that's the point. Radar can also Charlotte. see. Yeah, Radar will look. I think um, Ryder's going to have a look at the death one. How was how was V allegedly killed? Okay, so under death it says arrested by Vesk agents on Vesk One, remanded to Starfinder Society under Absom Pact Agreement terms, deceased following prisoner shuttle transport collision, and then there's a date. It's about like ten or so years before you met V. Hmm, that's interesting. So they were hiding out for ten years before Ryder met them. Yeah, it's it's dated three oh eight AG. Which is the current star date's three twenty one AG. So, Rod is going to be like eyeing towards the criminal records tab <laughs> and like hovering her mouse over it. Uh, Radar's going straight in there. Yep, yep. So there's two subsections. The first is the best criminal database, and it's got uh, several counts evading police, two counts forging documents, twenty unpaid parking tickets, <laughs> and then uh, the second subsection, the Starfinder Society criminal database. And it's got uh, three more unpaid parking tickets, illegal weapons development, and seven counts murder. Holy shit. Whoa. And then for each of the murders, it looks like the victim was an executive at Yuasa Drive Yards. Holy shit, V. Someone was busy in their younger years. And then there's just a record, Project Nordgard, but no further details on it. Um... Rhoda's wondering if she should delete the criminal record. Oh, it depends. Remember that this profile is just going to stay as is. V's created a new, separate, entirely different one for themselves. Hmm. Oh! Yeah, this right. is the one yeah, on the Vesk data record. I thought we were editing a previous one. Yeah, no, just leave it. Yeah. The key that V gave you was the new profile they wrote before you left. Okay. Specifically to create a new record for themselves. In that case, what I'll do, everything she needs to do, take V's stick out and pocket that. But their status has been upgraded from deceased to alive at this point. Yep, so the a new separate VOC coronine record now exists. This new V has not done any murders. Mm -hmm. the, the card finishes writing, there is a new profile in the Vescarium. The new V coronine. There you go, buddy. Welcome back. Okay, so that's um, phase three complete. Uh, Ryder's going to have another quick peek out from behind the server stack and see if the uh, archivist is still still working. In the time it took you to sort of run through that, it's been another sort of ten minutes, half the archivist is there. Uh, the other half is somewhere else. The other else. half, and Mr. Mean Vesk. You can't see them at the central pillar anymore. The half of Fraction that's uh, up there is just still working. It looks like they're still maintaining that conference call throughout it all. Okay. She's going to have, like, another quick look around and see if she can spot where the others went, like, footsteps, whatnot. Because it's big, quite a big echoey room, right? It is a big echoey room. Like, the main noise you can hear throughout is just the, the whir of hundreds of cooling fans. Yeah, just humming. As these uh, service stacks process millions upon millions of records constantly. But 
closing your eyes, centering your mind, and giving me a roll for... Is it the magic pee? Is that or it's survival, since you're trying to track someone. But... Oh, okay. Well, it's up to you. You know what? Let's uh, let's go with uh, survival to see if you can track from sound where this this resk and this resk have gone. Okay, right. Survival roll. Sixteen on the dice plus twelve for survival. Sixteen, twelve, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight is good. Yep. You you close your eyes for a second. You you calm your breathing to like a shallow, like. <laughs> Inhale and exhale. Do the dead long. <laughs> Your little otter ears twitch. The pair of vesk that you're trying to locate, you can hear the heavy footsteps and the, the dragging of a leathery, scaly tail across the ground, and then the lighter footprints of a second vesk. It looks like they're making their way around the outside of all the servers in turn, clockwise, which means that they're slowly starting to walk towards you. Okay, at that point, um, yeah, Rod's going to flash open her eyes and uh, quickly log off from this uh, computer terminal. Yep. Knowing the radius of the room at 30 metres, uh, you've got maybe two or three minutes before they're going to be walking past where you are now. Okay, no, that's fine. She'll uh, she'll log off, uh, delete all of her um, records of logging on here, just so she like clears her, um, her, her tracks. Give me one more quick computer's roll for sure. uh, just tidying up after yourself, essentially. Okay. Digital sanitation. Uh, 14 again, plus 16 for computers. 30. Yep, that's, that's good enough. You cross-check to make sure all references are like neat and tidy and tied off. You set to run a backup as well, which will overwrite the record within the backup archives, thereby hiding any and all tracks of what you changed. Perfect. There's one more thing I need to do, but I'll see if I can do that from another computer terminal, like if I head clockwise. Uh, she'll log out, uh, tuck fly guy back under her arm, Hop down from the uh, service deck. A is for acrobatics. A is for acrobatics. 15 plus 19. Yep, that's a stellar acrobatics roll. In fact, uh, you could probably use flybys of rudimentary hang glider with that kind of acrobatics roll. Okay, yeah, she'll sort of hop down and use um, flyby's uh, hang glider then. <laughs> <laughs> Radar, from your perspective, it feels like someone just picked you up as a full-grown coyote and just like lent you slightly to the left and the right and you have the sensation of falling for a second you don't know why. It's just strange. Mm. Shut up, shut up. And then you, yep, yeah, uh, you glide silently down to the floor. You can hear now the footsteps are approaching behind you. Yeah, she's going to skitter around uh, clockwise, the same direction they're heading, um, and try and get uh, opposite them on the opposite side of this room. As you get closer you can hear that they're having some kind of discussion as they're walking. Oh, can I hear what they're talking about? Just about here, you hear mention of the word Aslanti again, but again, this room is like large and echoey, and there's a lot of server hum to it. But uh, it looks like they're having a private conversation, and they're just pacing around the outside of this, just like walking and talking. Yeah. So she's going to um, maintain distance, but try and see if she can hear what's being said, um, whilst continuing on in a clockwise position. If they stop, she's going to keep going, because there's one more thing she wants to do. You skitter faster than they walk. They're not walking with purpose, they're walking just to do something while they're talking. Yeah, I get you it. You get a feeling it probably helps them think. But you, you hear Aslanti Invigilator-class stealth incursion vessel this close to the Vescarium. You hear the other one say something back, potentially, or 
could be some kind of false flag. We're not still working on it. But mm. by that point now, you've scuffled enough out of earshot that you've got another sort of good 10 minutes of computer time before they're going to start getting close again. What class ship was it, sorry? Aslanti Invigilator Class Stealth Incursion Vessel is what <laughs> the higher-pitched voice said to the lower-pitched voice. And then the lower-pitched voice said, this close to the Vescarium, there's always the potential it could be a false flag attack. Right, okay. So what roles do I need? Acrobatics, yeah? Are you taking fly by up with you? Yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, acrobatics. 16 again, plus acrobatics of 19 minus 5. Well, that's 30. Uh, uh, yeah, you climb up there again. It's, it's no trouble to you. You're getting pretty used to carrying flyby around at this point. <laughs> and, okay. yep, you you get up to the keypad, trackpad screen. Log in again, plug in um, fly guys, bum cable. You say that, this time you don't need to log in. Oh, okay. Because you've given yourself black security yeah. clearance. Oh, I've done the... <laughs> fair enough. Right, Radar, are you there? I'm here. Okay, um, I'm going to need a false bank account. Do, do you know how to make one of those? Uh, already done. Already done? Uh, that is a 1727 for the computer's role to do that. So what you're doing, you're creating an entirely false bank and a bank account within that false bank, or are you no, just no, no. creating... Um, what Ryder wants to do, uh, this was part of the plan earlier, she wants to make an account that's linked to the Osaki Central Command or the Osaki Star Empire that uses like real names, <laughs> bounces them back through multiple proxies so the vessel have to chase their tails working out who owes them money when they do a, a transaction for the drones. Okay, so you're creating a dummy holdings account essentially. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you do a bit of searching. You find that there's an entire section of the database that's dedicated to Yusoki who are spying on behalf of the Vesk. Mm -hmm. Of course there is. And within that, there are fake holding companies set up to allow them to transact funds for the purposes of their spycraft and also uh, dummy accounts for the purposes of basically doing to Yusoki what you're doing to them. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not much effort. It's fairly easy to just create a new further account record. How much fake cash do you want to load into this account? 100,000 credits. Enough to constitute buying a sampler crate full of drones. Computers roll to formalize it? Sure. 13 plus computers of 16. It takes you a while to think up like an appropriate account, yep. but Camilla Fontaine's record, you tie to this dummy account create a fictitious 100,000 credits sitting within that account. Perfect. For the purposes of spycraft and clams. <laughs> <laughs> it loads, it backs up again to the, the the backup central database, and you've created a fictional holdings. Excellent. Come up with a funny name for your bank. Well, I was going to go with Shotgun Bastard and Dribble, but... Um... <laughs> no, we've used that before. <laughs> we've used that before. Yeah. Um... Throtwell Banking Consortium. Throtwell Banking Consortium. The TBC. There you go. Yeah, TBC. Throtwell Banking Consortium. <laughs> yep. Throtwell Banking Consortium. Give me another perception, because uh, sure. You know that unnamed vesk is still walking around. Yep. Piece of perception. That is eleven plus fifteen. Uh, again, they're getting closer to you. Again, you've probably got a couple of minutes before they're going to be at the terminal you're at. Okay, uh, yep, she's going to, once again, clean her tracks behind her, log off, hop down, yep. and yep. maintain a clockwise movement. Acrobatic. Acrobatics. 
Are you now making a break for the door? Yes. Uh, so 12 plus 19. Again, you can use flyby as a hang glider. She's getting the hang of it now. She's actually quite enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you skitter around to the door. It automatically opens. And give me one more roll for your stealth. That is a 9 plus my stealth. 21. Uh, ooh. Basically, what catches the bigger vest's attention briefly is the automatic doors at the exit open up, and then mm. no one comes through. <laughs> he looks to Fraction, he looks to Fraction, sort of walks around to the exit that you've gone through, just looks down there, doesn't see anyone. Just like, hmm. Lots of electrical falls today. You just hear a low growl. <laughs> he doesn't pursue down the corridor. Might want to check your wiring. Sounds I think you got rats. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sounds more like a suspicious growl than anything yeah. else. Did you skitter all the way down the corridor and you now make a free line back from toilets? Or are you hanging around? There was one more thing I wanted to do in there, but I didn't get the opportunity to do so, so that's no, fine. It's, it's not too late if you want to risk going uh, back. Nah, it's not worth it. Ooh, is it not worth it though? How it's badly do it. you want this thing? How badly do you want to do that one last thing in the best central database? This opportunity that will never come up again. Uh... Is it mission critical? Huh? While you're deliberating, that larger vesk, he finishes up his conversation with Fraction. Uh, what, you're just hugging the wall? She would have gone down the corridor at this point, I think. Okay, so you've gone down the corridor and you're just like... He has to walk down the corridor as well to go past you. Yeah. But it does mean you get a good look at him. And yes, large vest, dark scales, darker suit, even darker attitude. Scarred, grizzled looking motherfucker. It's the same one that you saw at the tube earlier. Mm. Black card, gold stripe. Probably the sort of person uh, V would like. V's type. The ground shakes when he walks past you. Yeah, definitely V's type. He doesn't say anything, he doesn't react to your presence. Rudder's like, eyes go slightly wide as he walks past, like, what the hell? Tough Very spiky like tail as well. Lateral spikes. Has he got a thagomizer on his tail? Yeah. <laughs> uh, his tail is a thagomizer. <laughs> <laughs> this man, a menace to hardwood flooring. But, <laughs> yeah, luckily for you, he's walked straight past you, uh, out the doors at the other end and into the main office complex. Yeah, she give like a, a very, very gentle sigh, calm her nerves, and pick up Fly Guy, and yeah. Yeah, so you've got away with that by the skin of your otter tail. Mm-hmm. Ryder's going to uh, walk back out towards the uh, the gate. Yep, are you, are you maintaining stealth? It might be time to test this uh, black card clearance. Mm. Just to see. They didn't see me go in, though. Is there only one entrance to this place? Yes, there's only one entrance and one exit. It's a long corridor. Okay. You, you've exited the uh, the central database. Uh, you're now in what's basically a long straight row of high-level offices and meeting rooms. Some of them have got Vesk in them. They're the, they're the type where they've got uh, semi-transparent frontage. Okay, if that's the case, then um, the it's going to be very obvious if she exits this place without uh, going in. So she'll maintain stealth. Yep, wise. Mm -hmm. yep, so you get to the other end of the corridor. You're going to have to wait here until a vest leaves unless you want to try out your car. Right, okay. <laughs> just imagine just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. With a, a small robot chicken under my arm. Mm -hmm. A small invisible robot chicken under your arm. 
You have to wait probably uh, half an hour. Oh God, really? Yeah. I mean, this is the high level executive section of the Department of Mind. Hmm. So it'd be like, I don't know, the real world equivalent would be waiting inside like the Prime Minister's office for the Prime Minister to enter and leave. And he can only move when he enters or leaves. Waiting outside 10 Downing Street, yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's a good analogy. Waiting outside 10 Downing Street, because there's two guards and a big gate you can't just, like, sneak past. You can't just wander in. Okay, yeah, in that time, she'll sort of say, um, so you're trying to get back in contact with Radar. So say, okay, I've, um, that's, uh, that's phase three complete. We've got everything we wanted to do. Excellent. Okay, head back to the bathroom. We'll rally up. Hey. Some time passes, it's really boring. You've got nothing but blank walls and metallic floor and ceiling squares to stare at. Uh, no, Ryder's, Ryder's taken enough risks for one day. She wants to uh, she wants to do this as safely as possible. Eventually, you hear some, some motion outside the, the guard post, and then the doors open, and there is a committee of Borbesk and Elishunta together. Making their, making their way to the meeting room. Uh, again, these are all gold stripes. Except for Lushunta, who's wearing a visitor badge. Ah, fair enough. And, uh, yeah, the door is open. Okay, yeah. Um, Ryder's going to sneak through them. Yep, you sneak through, you make your way out. You're now in the main office complex again. And, uh, yeah, you're just going to go to the toilet. Yeah, she'll hold um, Fly Guy up to look at the bathroom <laughs> to sort of let uh, Radar know that she's almost there. Uh, Radar nods is like... Slide it back into the cubicle when you get in, and I'll fix him back. Sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, so she goes into the bathroom. Uh, is there anyone else in there, or has it been empty the entire time? Uh, there's been comings and goings. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that wasn't a pun, I hope. <laughs> uh, it, it was sort of a pun. Okay. Um, yeah, you, uh, you sneak back to the cubicle. Uh, radar, you get a first-hand look at yourself as uh, Rider slides flyby. Under the cubicle door. Yep. Radar takes him, picks him up, starts turning him back to how he was, like you promised. Cool. Yeah, engineering. Engineering, bro. Radar breathes a huge sigh of relief. 35. 35, yep. Uh, it's not much difficulty at all to reverse the modifications he made to fly by. Uh, his engines like, spool up again slowly, and uh, the, the red turns back to orange. And uh, he hovers up again. So, yay! There we go. <laughs> right, radar flashes. Um, and then steps out of the cubicle. <laughs> that was a long poo. Mm. Reading material. <laughs> he had his data pad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, yes. So, yeah. You need to make your way out of the Department of Mind and back to your hotel, I guess. That's easy. we got black clearance now. But you have black clearance now, so there's no real rolling to it. Just walk casual. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Edward Voss. You too. You. Oh, <laughs> yeah. forgotten her name already. Well, no, I, I didn't um, say anything. Oh, I, I picked um, something at random. I, I think I came up with something quite cool, actually. Uh, Camilla Fontaine is my arms dealer name. Nice to meet you, Miss Fontaine. There you go. That sounds official. Mm-hmm. Right. So, time to act like a bodyguard. So, you know, stoic, stealthy. Stealthy? Radar. Well, except for the stealthy bit. Well, okay, not, not st- uh, tactical. Can you do tactical? I'm doing it for years. <laughs> no, so tactical is definitely just radar. Attaboy. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Now for phase four. Oh, there's one last thing we've got to do, though. So let's uh, let's head back to the uh, waste disposal sector first. Uh, okay. You fairly easily make your way out of the Department of Mind. Uh, barriers at this point open very easily for you. Like you tap your card against it, you're immediately authorized. The, the gates open. Uh, so what, you're just na- navigating back through the tube to uh, the, the waste transfer station? Yep, waste transfer station where they met uh, Corsa. Yep, so you go back through there, you wand- you're back in the civilian section, you sort of wander back through to that building. Uh, there's a can of red spray paint that's been left, just propped against the door. Yeah, um, Rose going to pick it up, shake it a few times, and there's a big red X on the door. Jolly good. And that will be picked up later by Corsa. Excellent. Ahoy hoy everybody, Cypher here, aka Ryder, and once again thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still listening and you like what you just heard, why not tell your friends about us? That'd be really cool of you. And if you really like what you just heard, why not buy us a Kofi? Links to our Twitter, Kofi, Discord, and all of the other places you can listen to this podcast are in the description below. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be seeing you all in two weeks' time. Till then, shoot straight and roll high.